Hi, this is Peter Bergman with today's edition of Everything You Know Is Wrong. It'd be Tuesday, September 20th, 2011. And you know the new hero of American politics, the iconic, fair-thinking person, is called the independent. We hear all about swing voters and independents, as if everybody else that identifies themselves with one of the two major parties, I am a Republican, I am a Democrat, is somehow part of a machine being led by the nose, that the independents spend their time looking at both sides and finally make a logical decision. Well, John Avalon has another approach to that. He notes that there's a, a real downside to being an independent voter and that you often have no say in the candidates who run in the general election. Look at Christine O'Donnell. She was uh, nominated by the Delaware Republican Party because you had to write Republican on your little registration in order to go in and vote for her or against her. We got her because independents weren't allowed in the tent. Okay, what John says is closed partisan primaries are fundamentally unrepresentative. They're too easily hijacked by ideological activists and party hacks beholden to special interests. Ah, the smoke-filled room. But what are they smoking now? And because these local primaries are the gauntlet that candidates have to run, they lead directly to the culture of hyper-partisanship that now threatens to paralyze our capacity for effective self-government. We're going to be looking a lot more today at hyper-partisanship. Absolutely. You don't think we're split down the middle? Well then, everything you know is wrong. I have Pastor Go to Hell on the Oz Talk line today. Hello, Pastor. How you doing? I'm doing good, because I'm hip to your secret code. Huh? Your salutation was, Hello, Pastor. Now, the first letter of each of the words in that phrase are H and P, which signifies high priority. And that signifies you are glad to have me on the show. Well, I am. Uh, what brings you here today, Pastor? The miracle of electricity. What do you think? It's a perfect world, Peter. If God didn't want us to have electricity, he would never have invented the telephone pole. I want to talk about Rick Perry. Are you one of his supporters, Pastor? He is a public Christian like yourself. Get out of here, Peter. How can I support a hedonist for office? It's all in his name. Turn the letters of Rick Perry around and you get why prick air. In other words, when and why did he air with his prick and when and with whom is he going to air again? Well, there is nothing in his record that suggests that. That's pretty weird, Pastor. Don't be afraid of the weird, Pete. The world is filled with mysteries. You just got to be able to see them. And for that, you need a pair of Pastor Go to Hell's X-ray Rosetta specs. They ain't rose-colored glasses. They Rosetta glasses, like the Rosetta Stone that broke the Babylonian code. So if you want to see the Babylon that's all around you, you need my specs. Send $19.95 plus $3.95 to prevent mishandling to my Church of Cain and Babel, Rat Hole, California. Want to send me a pair? Absolutely. Now you'll be able to see that the Statue of Liberty and all her glory is the horror of Babylon and lots more. We'll be right back. Hello. This is Hellman Clobbered for the Lurch of Liontology with this important question. Who are you? And why are you so much like the person you hoped you weren't tomorrow? Don't look inside yourself for the answers. It's above your pay grade. Just screw your courage and come forth. And remember, 
Nobody ever won a medal for coming forth. You need to be clear. You'll feel like a million, cause that's how much it's going to cost. This is Hellman Clobbered for the Lurch of Liantology, reminding you, you've got nothing to lose, and you might meet Tom Cruise. How about that pastor go to hell, and, and how about the Lurch of Liantology? Just perfect examples, one, someone who's very fond of my show, and the other, one of our new premium sponsors, of how important religion is today to so many people. Now, America has always been one of the most religious countries, but they haven't seen religion as the map for social, political society. It was personal. It was based on the family, the small unit of the town. You went to your church. That one church preached one thing, one church preached another. They didn't take out guns and shoot each other because they had a different interpretation of Mark 15, 7, or whatever. Well, things have changed. On Andrew Sullivan's dish, we get a very interesting look at that. He says, if we are to understand how the right became so unmoored from prudence, moderation, and tradition, and became so infatuated with recklessness, extremism, and revolution, we need to understand how it happened. How did the whole toxic stew of GOP beliefs, economic royalism, militarism, and culture wars, come fundamentalism, come completely to displace an erstwhile civilized Eisenhower republicanism? I've, I've wondered that myself. I grew up as a, let's see, I was like a teenager when Eisenhower was there. And he was a Republican, but he wasn't crazy. It is my view, says Lawford, that the rise of politicized religious fundamentalism, which is a subset of the decline of rational problem solving in America, may have been the key ingredient of the takeover of the Republican Party. For politicized religion provides a substrate of beliefs that rationalizes, at least in the minds of the followers, all three of those GOP's main tenets. This whole idea of economic royalism, which has to do with the fact that if you're rich, it's because God likes you. If you're poor, it's because God don't like you and we can go out and 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 show force anywhere in the world as long as it's backed up in the bible or and if it isn't well then that's the wrong choice you know they're just they're, they're they've gone completely wacko the gop deep down is behaving as a religious movement we have to understand that we have to look at this quite seriously we're all political heads we're all political junkies whether or not you're religious or not is really not the issue, but we have to see what's happening to one of the two major political parties, and they are behaving as a religious movement, not as a political party. And so the political deadlock conceals a religious war at its heart. Why, after all, should one abandon or compromise sacred truths? This ain't just political science 101. This is God speaking in your ear. So whatever Obama says, we're going to say no even if it's good for our country and our pocketbooks, whatever, because he is speaking with the devil's tongue. And for those whose Christianity can only be sustained by denial of modern complexity, of scientific knowledge, and of what scholarly studies of the Bible's origins have revealed, this fusion of political and spiritual lives into one seamless sensibility and culture is irresistible. And you don't have to do a whole lot of thinking. And public reminders of modernity that say many Americans do not celebrate Christmas, that gay people have human needs, that America will soon be a majority-minority country, and China will overtake the U.S. in GDP by mid-century, well, these are all terribly threatening to them. The current GOP can only think in doctrines 
because the alternative is living in a complicated global modern world that they both do not understand and also despise. Taxes are therefore always bad. Government is never good. Foreign enemies must be preemptively attacked. Islam is not a religion. Climate change is an elite conspiracy to impoverish America. Terror suspects are terrorists. When Americans torture, it's not torture. When Christians murder, they are not Christians. And if you change your mind on any of these issues, you are a liberal, an apostate, and will be attacked. Yesterday, I was behind a pickup truck with a bumper sticker that said, I hate communists even if they have changed their name to liberals. If your view of conservatism is one rooted in the instinctual but agile defense of tradition and a belief of practical wisdom that alters constantly with circumstance in moderation and the defense of the middle class as the stabilizing ballast of democracy in limited but strong government, then the GOP is no longer your party. And that does bring up the question is where are they all going to go? They're going to become Democrats. Ain't going to be no John Huntsman 1% of the polls party coming up. I mean, it, may, it may happen, but it isn't going to work. If you ask why I, referring here to Lofgren, a Republican, remain a strong Obama supporter, it is because I see him as that rare individual able to withstand the zeal without becoming a zealot in response and to overcome the recklessness of pure religious ideology with pragmatism. Uh, you know, we all love pragmatism. It's one thing you've got to say for that man is that he is pragmatic. Doesn't always get it done, but he is pragmatic. So he responds with uh, pragmatism, civility, and reason. That's why they, the Republicans, fear and loathe him. Not because his policies are not theirs, but because his temperament is their nemesis. If he defeats them next year, they will break because their beliefs are so brittle. But will then reform along Huntsman-style lines? I'm not so sure. If they defeat him, I fear we will no longer be participating in a civil conversation, however fraught, but in a civil war. You think this man is over the top? Well, let me tell you. Everything you know is wrong.